What up? This is Caroline with the CWC podcast, where we believe that life without your favorite foods is not worth living. I'm going to be talking a lot about my journey to food freedom, and of course, I will always keep it real by sharing the good, the bad, and of course, the ugly. Welcome back to the CWC podcast. Um, I have missed an episode last week. I didn't get to film because I was sick again with a sinus infection. Um, I had my revision surgery two and a half weeks ago, somewhere around there. And today, <laughs> like, I swear I do this all the time where I talk about, man, like you never know what life's going to throw at you and like life happens and you just have to deal with it and like keep going. I can't even begin to tell you what I have been through in the past, what's today, Tuesday, six days. So I'm going to be talking about that today because I I just like it. I don't know what else to talk about. And like, in all reality, I, (laughs) I felt so fucking good right before my revision. And I'm talking like days, like leading up to it. I, I felt so good, almost like the way I used to feel before I had breast implant illness. Like that's how good I was feeling. I was even like, sending Dana messages. And I was like, I am so energized and I am so like, like just in it, like with the gym, like even though my nose was still fucked up and like, and I knew I was going to have to have the surgery. I was so just, I felt good. Probably the best I felt in four years, five years, if I'm being honest. And like I did, um, I did a workout and I was deadlifting and you know, when you're lifting and like you just, some days you don't feel as strong as others, which is totally normal. Like, but I just felt like so strong on this day. I was like, I'm going to push it and see how much I can lift. Like obviously within reason. And I lifted like, or deadlifted 135 pounds, which I haven't done that in like two years. And it felt good. Like it didn't, it didn't hurt. I felt super strong and I just, I was on such a high, but I was so nervous because I knew my surgery was like a couple days away. And when you undergo surgery, it's just, it's a lot on your body and you have the anesthesia and it's just, it's just a lot. Like it's a whole fucking process, but I knew it needed to be done. And I was right. Obviously I'll, I'll skim over that just a little bit because I did a video and posted it on my Instagram. I think, um, after my post-op, I'm still kind of nasally, but it's because I got a terrible sinus infection after I went to my post-op appointment again, which I don't know if that's normal. Like, I mean, like next time I go in for my three month checkup, I'm going to be like, fucking give me some antibiotics or something to take for a day or two, because I feel like this has happened every single time. And like, if I can avoid that, that would be fucking great. Like I'm really tired of taking prednisone. And you know, I never knew how hard prednisone was on your system, like your immune system. I just didn't know. I just remember my doctor was always like, if I was complaining about allergies and be like, give me some prednisone. She'd be like, you don't just want to take prednisone. Like it's, prednisone is very, um, 
I don't even know the word to describe it, but it, it, uh, it, yes, it decreases inflammation and helps with swelling and all of that shit, but like, it's a lot on your body. And if I don't have to take prednisone, like I will not take it. (laughs) So I have to be pretty much like deathly ill to even consider taking prednisone, which I was deathly ill last Monday. So, you know, backing up this, I, first of all, had so many intentions on what I wanted to do this podcast about today. Literally for weeks I've had, and I still do have like a running list of ideas and things I want to talk about. And like, I guess like this all just kind of started a few weeks ago when my friend had made a comment about like, you know, you post a lot about your health issues and I'm just wondering if like, maybe that's like making people think certain things and like, maybe you should shift. She didn't say should, but like in my head, I like had, had that moment of, I'm so tired of going, A, going through all of this shit. If I didn't have to go through any of it, I wouldn't. But I was just, you know, looking at all of it from, just a, a, a feeling of being so beat down and like so beat down to where like, what does anything matter anymore? And I, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I, I might be like, like you just hit a certain point. Like, you know, when you hit a wall and you like, you've hit the wall and you know, you've hit the wall and you're like, I'm done. No more. I can't take any more. And like, you have a big blow up and like, like you have only enough patience. I feel like even as a human or a woman or whatever, we only have enough. Like I only have enough fucking patience in my court. And then once it is all used up, like I don't have any more. Stop expecting it from me. Stop expecting more. Like I have to at some point like fill back up, right? And I have always been someone who, Like, I have to have alone time. I have to be alone. At least once a day. Well, that doesn't happen a lot of the times when you are married with kids. And, like, sometimes it's just not in the cards. And for me personally, that can alone, that can, like, send me. Like, I feel like the anxiety builds much, much faster. And then I get to a point where I either have to leave the house for like a couple of hours and just decompress or else, or like I will just like blow a gasket and I'm going to try to make sense today. I feel like none of this is making any sense. I promise I'm going somewhere with all of this, but let me back up. I was talking about the revision. <laughs> so I had the revision surgery. And I immediately knew after that, like, that's what had to happen. And my doctor was even like, I'm so glad we did this. Like, I don't know if you guys watched the video, but I explained how when he was in there, he thought it was gonna be like 10 minute snip, snip, like scar tissue. You're good. Easy. And that is most certainly not what ended up happening. Like he said, once he got in there, he saw that like, 
like cartilage had formed and like hardened and it was like close to my brain and it was much more um, like shaky than he thought it was going to be. So it ended up taking a lot longer. Anyway, he was like, it's a good thing we did it. I knew immediately it was the right thing to do because I could breathe. I was like, oh my God, I don't feel like that blockage right here anymore. Um, I can breathe like all the way. Like, do you hear that? I can breathe. By the way, today, actually last night, was the first time since my revision that I've been able to breathe because I got that sinus infection. So when I went for my post-op and he was like cleaning everything out, like you guys, they go so deep into your nasal cavity. It literally feels like they're in your head, which they kind of are, <laughs> but it's it's disturbing. And they basically like suck a bunch of stuff out. It's gross. And it feels really weird and it's very uncomfortable. Um, and I got a fucking sinus infection from it. Again, this is what happened last time. So Monday of last week, I like was on the couch. Literally, I still don't know if like maybe I didn't have the flu. Like it felt like COVID. It felt like the, it felt actually worse than COVID. I haven't felt that sick in like 20 years. I could not move off of the couch. I called Josh. I was like, you're gonna have to come home early. Like I can't watch the puppies and let them out. Like I am, I'm glued to the couch. So he came home and took care of me. And like, I called the ENT and I was like, either this is a brutal sinus infection. Like I'm sick. Like I need something. So they called me and I already had a Z-Pack. So I started taking that. They called me to prednisone. I immediately started taking that. Um, didn't really start to feel like better until around Wednesday. And so mind you, like I'm going to go into like, just like a whole story here in just a minute with this. But I had been looking forward to this initial surgery back in fucking June for almost a year. I've been, that's how miserable I've been with my nose. It's like June arrives. Wait, I just, I had been waiting and waiting and waiting. It took forever to get in because he was on vacation. So I had to wait to even schedule the surgery. I get in, do the surgery, think it's going to work. The surgery was so much more difficult and crazy and like than I had expected. And everybody kept saying like sinus surgery is no fucking joke. It's a long, like up to six months before you're like fully healed. So I'm technically not even still fully healed from the sinus surgery. So, but I knew something was wrong and I got really fucking sick after my first surgery just, I was fucking miserable, like in between those two. So then I'm like, oh my God, just like, get me to my revision, get me to my revision. So then I have the revision two and a half weeks, however many weeks ago. And like I was saying in the beginning, like right before the revision is when I started to really feel good again. And like, I, I don't know what changed. I don't know what happened. Well, I mean, I went to Grace and she did all that body work and I just felt like my body was finally getting the chance to catch up again. That's what it felt like internally and like energetically just mood. I felt like my body was like able to like rally and like, oh, okay. So now we're like back in the game. That's what it felt like. And just getting so sick last week, I was like, why? Like here we are again. Right. And so Wednesday night I was like pretty much back to normal. And I was laying in bed on Wednesday and I, I did, luckily I didn't have a lot on my schedule last week, so I didn't have to like move appointments or like I did have to like obviously skip filming a podcast, but I was like, that's okay. I'll film one next week. And I looked at my schedule and I was like, damn, I don't have anything on my schedule for Thursday. Oh my God. Like I can't remember the last time this happened. Like I got all my check-ins caught up. Like 
maybe I'll go shopping. Maybe I'll like drive into town. Like I just, I was so excited. I was like laying in bed at nine o'clock, so excited for what Thursday was going to bring. And I literally thought this as I was basking in the fucking like thought of having all of this free time and the whole day to do whatever I wanted and I'd have to work. And I was like, gosh, I hope like one of the kids don't get sick or something. Like, and that's just like a mom thought. I mean, maybe that's OCD. I don't know. But like I, my brain, if, if I, if my brain perceives being happy about anything or being excited about anything for like five minutes, my OCD will immediately kick in and be like, let's hope something doesn't come in and fuck this up for you. Every single time. And a lot of the times, it doesn't necessarily mean something's going to like come in and fuck it up. But it's like that stress from the thought of something can mess this up. You better hope nothing messes. Like, I get so much anxiety before any surgery because I'm like, so many things have to align. And you guys, I don't know if I'm the only one that has a brain like this, but I, the whole week, months actually, but like, that like week before the surgery, even the like those couple of days right before, I'm like, I hope my surgeon is like healthy. I hope he's relaxing. I hope he's in the right mental state. Like I think about all of these things. I think about all the people who are working at the surgery center. I'm like, oh, I hope they got a good night rest last night. I hope no one's like, you know what I mean? Like a lot goes into this. And unfortunately, like I can't really escape thinking about all this. I've been trying my whole life to figure out how, but I, I just, I've always been like this. It's exhausting. Let me, let me just say like living, just existing and living life with this is so incredibly tiring and exhausting because it's not just like schedule a surgery and then do it the entire fucking time day after day leading up to it. I'm like, what could go wrong? What if my surgeon gets sick? What if he like didn't sleep the night before enough? Like what? Like I think about everything that could possibly go wrong and then it starts to spiral in my brain and I it's really hard to get out of that loop. And I thought for a second like and it just it was a random thought. And like I said, 9 times out of 10 like nothing really ever happens, but I think about what could but I was like, gosh, I hope one of the kids don't get sick, sick tomorrow and like ruin, like ruin my, my free day, like my day that I'm so excited for. Like I was super sick and like now I'm like ready to like do something fun. And that sounds really bad. Like ruin my day. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> but this is just like a mom thought. So sure enough, Thursday, I get to the house. I drop the kids off at school. I have my warm, hot cup of coffee and I'm sitting on the couch and I, in the school, literally the second I sat down on the fucking couch, the school called and I was like, oh my God. And they were like, Bren threw up and I'm going to give a little bit of a backstory. She has been being like real weird about going to school ever since school started. She's been like, I don't want to go and just like having a lot of anxiety. And we are actually in the process of having a therapist go to school and work with her because it's been that bad. It's been, it's been really hard, which has also been very fucking stressful. 
Um, so I, I just, I was like, she just doesn't want to be at school again. Like she's been doing this for weeks. So I was like, she, she'll be okay. Like I, I, like I truly did not believe she was actually sick because she's done this literally in the past couple of weeks. Well, then the school called again, like 20 minutes later. And they were like, Bryn got sick again. You need to come get her. And I was like, oh my God. Well, Josh had come home because I guess hay was being delivered. So he went up and got her from school, brought her home. Sure enough, she was puking. And before I even get into this, like, I have emetophobia, like severe, severe emetophobia. And if you don't know what emetophobia is, it is like the, just like this intense fear of vomit. Like, I don't like meat, like I. I don't even want to think about it. Even like talking about it makes me uncomfortable and nervous. Like I'm manifesting it. And like the option to be around someone who is puking is like, no, I cannot. Well, growing up, even I would say like before Josh and I got married, like I never really had to worry about that because I was grown up enough to where I wouldn't, I didn't have anyone that I needed to like take care of. You know, when I was like early twenties, like it was just me. And when Josh and I got married, I'll never forget. Like the first time he got really sick like that, I I, like had such a panic attack and he is such a terrible puker. He's like the fucking exorcist. Like, you know how some people are like, squirrel pukers like I'm a squirrel puker Josh makes fun of me all the time he's like you are such a drama queen about puking but you are like the lit like it's like nothing like you work yourself up and then it's like nothing he is like a violent puker and it is disturbing it literally looks like something and sounds like something out of a horror movie so it's awful and like there's times where like he like I'm afraid he's like gonna pass out because he can't breathe because he's puking so hard for so long I'm like stop and breathe Jesus Christ but he can't so so I end up taking care of Bryn all day on Thursday because Josh had to unload hay in the meantime I'm like he was like coming in and like helping me intermittently because he knew I was just struggling so I like have like and this is just what happens when When you're a parent and your kid starts puking, like you don't have a fucking choice, which ultimately when I had kids, this was my biggest nightmare. So like I would have the, I had a towel and actually an N95 mask on the whole day. Like she would be sick and I'd be like, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. Like you're okay. No, 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 you need it. Like I can, I can't. Like it's awful. Good thing is Bryn doesn't really like someone being like all up in her business when she's getting sick. So at one point she was like, leave me alone. I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Okay, I'll leave you alone. And then like after she would like, you know, then she would be like, I need a rag or I need this. And so she was sick for like eight hours the whole fucking day. I was fucking toast, stressed, in fight or flight the whole day. And then Friday, she she was much better Thursday evening, actually. So it was it was pretty quick. And then Friday was like, and we had planned a date night, of course, for Saturday. <laughs> so I'm like, well, we may still be able to do a date night. Who knows? Friday was normal, I think, halfway. Friday night, I woke up at like 1.15 in the morning, and I had just fallen asleep. I stayed up really late, fucking TikToking. 
So I, I like, I think I fell asleep at 1220 and I woke up at 1.30 because I felt Josh like get up out of bed and like he would like swift, swiftly. And I was like, what is he doing? And so I was trying to like, listen, I couldn't hear him. I like couldn't hear him in the kitchen. I couldn't hear him in our bathroom. And I was like, what is he doing? And so finally I like, I heard a noise and I was like, Are, what's going on? What are you doing? And he was like, I can't stop shitting. And I was like, oh my God, no. And I mean, when I tell you I was instantly awake, I was like, not going back to sleep now. I guess that's like that hour of sleep is just what I'm going to have to deal with. And I just, the fear, the fear of what I was about to have to witness was just like so all consuming. And I just was so tired already from like having gone through it with Bryn. And now I'm like, oh my God, this isn't happening. Like this isn't happening. Like, and he knows how I am with this. So like, anyway, he always will be like, it does. It's not pukey. I don't feel pukey at all. But every time he says that it never fails. So like, he was like, I'm just out here in the guest bathroom. I don't want to wake you or Bryn up. Like, I'm going to be out here for a while. And then as soon as I laid back down to try to go to sleep, I heard the sound. And I sleep with ear pods in, by the way, like with stuff playing in my ears. Like I heard it over that. And I was like, oh, no. Well, at that point, like, I'm not just going to lay there. Like, I'm going to get I like I'm going to get up and offer to help eat regardless. Like, I'm not just going to lay there. So I get up and I'm like, I don't even remember. Like, I, I was like so zoned out because the sound sends me to like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and so Kyler, I think, was up or he heard or something. And at this point, it was 2 a.m., 2.30. I went up to check on Kyler and he was like, what's going on? I was like, dad's really sick. I might need your help just to support me to like talk me through this. And he was like, I'll help whatever you need. I was like, just for now, stay up here. Do not come downstairs. Like this is a hazmat zone. Do not like, don't fucking come down here at all. Stay up in your, in your dungeon. And I woke Brent up because she was in our room. And I was like, because at this point, Josh was like, I need to get in the shower. And I was like, Bren, you need to go upstairs. I like just, I, I, your dad's really sick. And like, you just need to go upstairs, go to sleep. I'll wake you up in the morning. He was sick all night. I didn't sleep at all. I woke up and felt like a fucking bus had run me over, literally. Like, you know, when you're so tired that you're like, hmm, dying would be easier than being this tired. Like, I just, I I needed to sleep. I needed to just close my eyes, but I couldn't, could not close my eyes. And I don't remember. I think he slept for a little bit. Um, Saturday was fucking brutal. I... Like my head was pounding from the lack of sleep. My eyes were literally burning all day. All I wanted to do was fall asleep. But I can't because I was taking care of him now. Bryn was like super stressed out herself because she was like, dad's sick now. Like she was like feeding off of my energy. And I was just done. Like, like just I had nothing. So... I, uh, Saturday was rough. I like that night I ended up and I was so nervous. Like when you have a metaphobia, like it's like a ticking time bomb. Like 
it's like you can't relax until like enough time has passed that you didn't get whatever anybody else had that you can like. So I have literally not even taken a breath until like last night. And let me just tell you, I'll get to last night here in just a second. But you you spend like every moment freaking out that you're like, at what point am I going to get that feeling? And it's going to be me that's sick or someone else that's sick. Like it's, it's so hard to describe the fear. So like I couldn't relax the whole fucking weekend. I was just like, I was literally busy bodying myself, like doing stuff. I was doing laundry. I was doing dishes. I was like deep cleaning my house in spaces that didn't need to be deep cleaned because I could not stop. I just couldn't sit with the thoughts and the fear. So but I was so tired. I knew I had to sleep that night. So I was like, I'm going to sleep on the couch tonight. I like, I have to sleep. And at that point, like he like, you know, all day Saturday, he basically was in bed sleeping, resting. You know, I kept him full of Zofran and fucking pain medication because his body was aching. And then at one point I was like, I wonder if this isn't like, like what I had minus the vomiting. Cause he was like, my body hurts. Like I have the flu. And I was like, that's exactly how I fucking felt on Monday. Exactly. So I don't know, but um, Saturday night I was actually able to sleep. Bryn slept downstairs with me and I slept the whole night. Oh my God. And I woke up feeling like a new individual, like just having like caught up enough and having him wake up and be like, I want pancakes and bacon. I feel better. Like obviously he wasn't better. He still today is not Okay. Like he's still like, I don't know what the fuck this was, but like he is still struggling. Um, And this isn't like him. He normally bounces back super fast. So, I mean, this hit him on Friday night and he was today's Tuesday. And he like just called me and he was like, I'm, I slept for like two hours last night. I'm coming home. So I was like, well, I'm going to film a podcast really quick. Um, So when he woke up feeling much better on Sunday, I just, it just re, I was like, okay all right, I can like do stuff and like not worry about people. And we can like kind of get a little bit back to normal. And, um, we ended up napping most of the day because we were all just so fucking tired. And I was, you know, honestly looking forward to just having a work week, like a regular work week. So I could like get back to like doing what I doing work and like, you know what I mean? Like life. And so yesterday on Sunday night, he was like, I think I'm just gonna stay home tomorrow with you. And I was like, okay, like, that's fine. We don't ever get to do that. So I'll postpone my stuff until Tuesday, which is today. Because I was going to film a podcast and do all my check-ins yesterday, but that didn't happen because he stayed home. And so uh, yesterday I was like, something hit me like in the middle of the day where I was just like tired. Like I just had to sit, like I couldn't stand up. I like had to sit down on the couch and my arms were like, Oh, I just felt like God exhausted. And I think it was just like, again, my body finally releasing itself from fight or flight to where like it can kind of take account of everything you're feeling and everything you've gone through. And then it's like, then it hits you. So I napped until we had to go get the kids. We go get the kids and we're sitting at school. Josh parked in like a really weird parking spot that he normally doesn't park in. He swears he always parks here, but he doesn't. And we were like, the car was like backed up to like the stadium. And this, this kid was like chunking a football, like two feet away from the car, four feet away from this concrete wall. He was chunking it like 80 miles an hour. And I was like, and I looked up cause I heard it. I heard it hit the wall. 
And Josh was like, you better not hit the car. And I was like, I mean, it couldn't have been 15 seconds from when he said that. I was like, just pull the car up a little bit. He was like, no, I always park here. Like, And I'm like, and it just, I don't know what it was. Like it took 20 seconds. And sure enough, he fucking chunked that football and it bashed against the wall. And then it bashed into our car, like really hard. Like I literally thought it was going to break the window. And like before I could even say anything, Josh like got out of the car. He's like, what is going on? What are you doing? And I was like, no. Like, and I can't like, as I don't, I don't want to say as a woman, because I know most, there are probably women who would have gotten out and like scolded or got onto this kid. Cause it was almost like he did it on purpose. Like there's just no way he knew that it wasn't going to like bash into the car. He was right. I mean, like I looked out of my window and he was like right there chunking it. And, you know, I would have just said nothing because I'm just such a pussy like that. Like, I would have just literally sat in my car. Maybe most people wouldn't have. I don't know. What would you have done? But Josh was like, fuck that. Like, he fucking knew that was going to happen. So Josh got out of the car and like, yelled at this kid. And I was like, stop. What are you doing? Don't do that. Like, why are you doing that? Like, and then I just had like this. And by the way, I'm supposed to start my period today. This is why a lot of this is like, and maybe I shouldn't film a podcast when I'm PMSing, but here we are. I was like, this like all the problems in that we have to deal with are because of men. Like this, all you like, women don't do this fucking shit. Women don't stand here and chunk a fucking football right next to a car. And then women don't also jump out of the car and like scream at children. Like I just was like so fucking done with like literally everything and everyone at that point. And it was just, it made me mad. Cause I was like, why, why were you throwing the ball? Why do you have to get out and yell at him now? Like, like you're putting a target on our child's back at school. And he was like, Oh my God, no, we're not. Well, I just like completely shut down and disassociated at that moment. Like I was uh, like, I was done. That was my moment. I hit the, that was when I <laughs> pun intended. That was when I hit the wall and I, I was like this the whole drive home. I think I was scraping the sides of my face. Like I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. And we got home and I was just exhausted. We laid down in bed last night and uh, I fell asleep. I went to bed early. Thank God. Thank God. I was like, you know what? I want to put my phone down. I, and even Josh was like, put your phone down. We have, you have to get some sleep tonight. And I was like, you're right. You're right. Good thinking. So I put my phone down and went to sleep at like 10, which if you guys, I don't normally go to sleep till like midnight which is I need to start going to bed earlier and I'm going to. But I went to bed at 10 o'clock last night. Woke up at 1 a.m. And I was like, what are, where's, where are you? Where, where are you? Is everything okay? Like, and he was like, he was like shitting again. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, this is not, no. I'm not doing, I can't do this anymore. He was like, you can't do this? I was like, yes, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I have nothing in my body left to give to anyone right now. Like literally zero. And he wasn't sick, by the way. Like he was just, his body had not gotten back into the group. Like he had eaten like for like two full days and had not like gone to the bathroom because he was so sick. So everything was kind of like building up. Like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to get into all the the details, but he was up and like didn't get a lot of sleep again last night. 
And I was like, I have to go to sleep. So I try, I couldn't, I, I think I was up for an hour. Could Because I'm like, I'm someone that if you wake me up in the middle of the night, I can't just, after a certain period of time, I cannot go back to sleep. Like if I'm up for longer than like 10 minutes, my brain's awake. And I, I have a really hard time going back into sleep. And I was like, I have to go to sleep. I have to go back to sleep. So I don't know what time it was, but I did fall back asleep. Woke up fucking late as shit. My kids are supposed to be at school at like 7. I dropped them off at 7.30 in the morning. I woke up at 7.28. I didn't even hear my alarm. Didn't even hear it. I didn't even wake up to turn it off. Normally I hear it, wake up, hit the snooze, turn it off, forget about it. And then I'm like, oh shit, turn my alarm off. I didn't even fucking hear my alarm. That's how like out of it I was. So I woke up and saw that it was light out and I was like, God damn it. So I like run upstairs. I'm like, get up, get dressed, like get your breakfast. We're eating on the way. We're not going to be late today. So we like rush out the door. I get the kids to school, come home. And I was so excited to just like be alone. Just, just, just decompress from the fucking shit that has been going on for the past six fucking days. I just was like, I just want to be just like, like right now, even just like this quiet is like, I mean, like I got to have an orgasm. It feels so great. And Bryn texted me, like I hadn't even sat down and she was like, I just saw that it said, please. And I was like, oh God. Like I literally just dropped you off 14 seconds ago. What, 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 what are you saying please for? And I was like afraid to open my text and I opened it and it was like something about parents can come pick kids up early if they want and check them out at like noon. Can you do that today, please? And I was like, no, 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 I, I have to work, which is true. Like I do have to fucking work. Like I have, I'm filming and then I've got to do my check. Like there is shit I have to do. Which, I mean, at the same time, I'm like, like, no, like what? I don't know. It just like, that was what, like, I hadn't even sat down and I was just like, stop needing me. Like everyone leave me alone. I need all of you to just stop needing me. Like stop. And this, I don't know if anyone else experiences this, but I'm just like, I, I get it. I'm a mom and a wife, but like, what like at what point like I feel like Gumby like stop pulling me by my arms and legs in a hundred different directions and I know that sometimes that's just the way life goes I get that but I texted Josh and I was like uh, uh, and he texted Bren. He was like, text me from now on. Like, mom, you can't, you've got to stop texting mom. And she's been, again, like she's, I'm not going to get all into that, but like she's been going through this with school since it started back. And I think it's because I kept them home this summer. And she was just like, she's been struggling, which is why we're hiring a therapist to like work with her at the school. Like, but oh my God. Um, she's been really clingy like specifically with me and it's been hard. Um, I don't like anyone really clinging to me. <laughs> I don't, I don't like being touched a lot of the time. Like I just don't even, it doesn't matter who it is. And so, um, that alone is just like really overstimulating for me. And I reach a lot of points where I'm like, can you sit a little bit? Like she'll come sit. I mean, like she will literally just follow me around the house and she'll sit right next to me on the couch. And I'm like, can you give me a little bit of space? Like, 
So that's a whole other thing that like has been going on that has just been like, we've been dealing with, it's been really, really stressful and hard and overwhelming. So I'm bringing up all of this and kind of setting the stage for this whole thing because I wanted to say something about just, I don't know, everything. And like life, business, working out, feeling good about yourself, body image, all of that. So I just, the last six days have felt like a year. I feel like every, I feel like since I found out or started struggling with my breast implant illness symptoms that kind of overtook my life, ever since that point, it's been one thing after another. And when I say that, like anyone could say that. And I don't, I'm not going to like negate my feelings and be like, well, other people have it way worse. I used to do that all the time. And I feel like while some moments are good for that to kind of like, you can't just, and I say this, like you can't just sit in the shit. You can't just like sit in it all the time and marinate every day. You have to, at some point crawl out, right? You have to crawl out of your hole and like keep going, right? which is what ultimately what I've been doing for five years. I feel like I've not, I mean, yes, I've had moments of like deep depression. You know, when is this going to end? Like chronic something all the time that keeps me from doing things that make me feel good and like give me like, like happiness to like keep going. And like, and I'm talking about like specifically with business posting, um, being able to work out like, for fuck's sake, like I struggled my entire life, my entire young adult life with like battling addiction with alcohol or food. And like, just, I was so out of my mind as a teenager. I was very rowdy, getting in a lot of trouble. I got kicked out my senior year of high school, got sent to street school because I got caught with beer in my car at a school dance. Like I was just like acting out. um, And all of it, I feel like was because I didn't really know how to be in social situations. I was always very uncomfortable at parties and no one would have probably ever known, but I learned that to relax and to like kind of unclench alcohol was the vehicle that allowed that to happen. And consequently, it ended up being a crutch for me because I could be a, the version of myself that I wanted people to see. I didn't have to be the Caroline that was nervous to say something wrong or didn't really know what to say or like constantly watching what I was going to say. I wanted people to think I was cool and like carefree, but I, at the core, I, I wasn't. And I still feel like I'm not a carefree person, but like when I started drinking early on in high school and realized, and this being young and kind of feeling that like, 
mask go away and you can like fully be like uninhibited and fun and be perceived as this like carefree person. That was all it took. And I like have a a very addictive personality. And so of course that turned into a long going struggle with alcohol. And, um, So I, I digress going forward, um, not digress. I'm just making notes. So for a long time it was food and then it was alcohol and then it was alcohol and food. It's like those two things were like just what I seemed to latch onto and struggle with the most. And it wasn't until after I had Bryn and I was dealing with postpartum depression, I had like severe body image issues out of nowhere. I was having, I was dealing with a lot of things I had never dealed with or dealed with. I told you I'm still like looped. My brain is not fully awake. Dealt with. And I, uh, that was a really, that was a really hard time in my life. Number one, because I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't know I had postpartum depression until years later. So this was 2014. I, um, that was when I, everyone knows now, like that was like the year I signed up with, um, my transformation coach and started a program. It was very, very strict and restrictive, but at the time it worked for me only because I am Type A, like I said before, I will, if you give me a list of something to do, I will do it. I'm not going to look at it like a creative person and be like, well, I can do it this way faster. Like I will just do the list. <laughs> that, that's just, that's quite sick. And that is Kyler. Like Kyler is just like me. Bless his heart. He will not try to figure out a better way to do something. He will just be like, well, I did it that way. You, that's how you told me to do it. Bryn is just like Josh. She's like, why would I do what your list says when I could do it easier and faster my way? Which is why we we have a lot of like that because she is like, no, I want to do this my way. Why can't we do it my way? And she questions everything, which I love that. But that's where like, we're both very different. And so anyway, just for my entire young adult life, I felt Like I couldn't really be myself unless I was drinking or drunk. And so that caused a lot of problems, like, because I was just drunk all the time and like lashing out at everybody that I loved. And when I finally, you know, started the transformation in 2014 and stuck to it and like, I just, I remember the first three months being like hell, like I hated it. (laughs) Like the first three months were awful. And I was like, I remember standing in my kitchen and saying, why would anyone continue to do this? Like after they reach their goal, like why would anyone want to eat like this? And I remember Josh was like, well, once you start really seeing progress, like I think that that will help you want to stay on track a little bit more. And he was right. Um, I literally almost just, cause I signed up for three months and almost just like, like I gave it everything I had for 90 days, which was, I was so ready to like just fucking binge on food. That's all I thought about. I was like, make it just lose the weight and get to where you want. And then you can like eat everything. But like, I still didn't know, like (laughs) I didn't want to like gain weight back, but like, I just wanted to eat. Like I love fucking food. I love food. So at the three month mark is when I was like, I was very on the fence. And my coach was like, 
you didn't come this far to only come this far. Like, do another three months. And it was like when she said that, I'm sorry, I had to pop my toe. <laughs> I'll never forget. I was like, and I, to this day, I, I think about her saying, you didn't come this far to only come this far. And that was what made me be like, okay. And so I did another three months, made it to my six month mark. And by the six month mark, I was like a fucking rail. I was so skinny. Um, I'll put a picture up here me of me at my six month transformation mark. And at that point, I felt like I had just enough, just enough to like want to go to the year. And, and, and the year mark is like, it's a year. Like, oh God, could I, could I do this for a whole year? So I was kind of like, that was when I was like, I was just in the zone. At my year mark, I was like, I look back and I'm like, oh my God, it was like 85 pounds. Like I wasn't 85 pounds, but I felt like I, I was so thin. Like I, at that point had started to kind of build muscle, but I was so fucking thin because I was only eating 900 calories a day. Like it was, uh, you know, at that point I was like, I'm ready to bulk. Like I want to get muscle and be toned and like full. And like, I, this is what I want to look like. And so I started lifting really heavy and I had always previously hated lifting weights just because my dad made me lift weights when I was playing soccer. So I just, I fucking, I I hated the gym and hated lifting weights. And it was, I don't know what it was, but it was through that process of working out and like, I, I, I basically, what I did was I swapped one coping mechanism for another. I took out, it was alcohol and food alcohol mainly. And I, I, I took it and like the gym became what alcohol was at one point. So if you look at it in the context, was it a healthier coping mechanism? Yes. But I was still, there was no balance. I was just like, if I don't go to the, like, like there was not an option for me to skip the gym. You guys, if you knew me back in the day, like I was, I was training two hours a day, seven days a week. There was no option. I like told everybody, like I'm going to the gym. If I don't go, like I, I have to go to the gym. I was going on Sunday nights, like Saturday and Sundays. I was at the gym for two hours. It was my hyper fixation. And through it becoming like everything, like that I centered everything around, of course I felt better. I was working out like cardiovascular, cardiovascularly. I was in such great shape. I was feeling just very like unstoppable. Like that's how I felt when I started. And my body began really changing in the way that I had always wanted it to through weightlifting. And once I saw that and like, I was like, oh my God, weightlifting really is the answer to like get the body that I, you really want. And I'm talking about like for me, like I was like, I want to be toned. I want to have like a nice plump, ass. I want like shoulder caps, like, and that is what weightlifting got me. And so once I realized that, and then eating, like for years I had just starved myself and ran on the treadmill for 45 minutes every day. And that didn't get me anywhere. Like my body never really changed. And I noticed that like the more I was eating and lifting, the smaller I was getting, but I was also building muscle. So I had that look that I wanted. And I mean, at one point I was eating like 3000 calories a day, heavy, heavy weightlifting. And like, I could eat whatever the fuck I wanted, like not whatever the fuck I wanted, but like my metabolism was in such 
high gear that like, I just was like, what's next? What's next? There's not a, there's never like a peak. I want to go as far as I can and like be the best at everything. And it was like all those years of feeling so not good enough. I finally felt good enough. Like I finally felt like I was worthy and like I felt respected. And when I started CWC in December of 2017 and it like just took off and blew up, like literally from day one, that's what happened. I just was like, almost like a dream. Like I literally would wake up and like, I was like, oh my God, I get to do what I love for a living. And I'm also still just like thriving with like, I love my body and I'm getting to work out and I feel good and I'm in control. I finally felt in control. And like for years, all I wanted was control, but I seemingly never could achieve that because I was out of control with my drinking and food. And I never understood that like true control came from, or I guess like the idea that I was in control was like doing things that I really didn't want to do. And I don't, I hate saying it like that because it sounds really like cheesy and I don't ever want to sound cheesy. But putting myself through discipline, like, and like, no, I didn't want to go to the gym every day, but I went. And once I was there, I felt great and I would work out and I would leave feeling so much better. So like, once you get into the habit of that, you do start to look forward to the gym. It does kind of start to become like your crutch because you know, and like for my anxiety alone, I noticed that like, I was so much less anxious because I had found an outlet instead of drinking that got rid of that anxiety. And that was the gym. So like, no, missing the gym kind of was like missing my medication. Like I didn't, I didn't skip it. So when, now I'm going to bring it all back around. So when the rest implant illness symptoms began in 2018, that was, I don't want to say the beginning of the end, but I'm still sitting here even now. Like I know it's like deep down, I know that like I am due for like a reprieve, if that makes sense. Like that's just the way I feel. I know things will get better. <laughs> this last six days have really fucking tested that. But, and I'm not making this all about the gym, but for five years I have been like, I just want to go work out. I just want to work out to feel good. I want the ability. I want the energy. I want to exercise and have the strength to lift and have it make me feel good like it used to. And since 2018, it was breast implant illness to the point where I literally thought I was dying. And then I was having suicidal thoughts. So it kind of overtook my life. And then I was like, shit, this is breast implant illness. Got to get these fuckers out. So I explanted in 2020, thought everything was going to be like, I'm like, oh my God, I've been struggling for two fucking years. Now is my time. Well, 2020 happened and, you know, we quarantined COVID, all that bullshit. And I didn't explain until September. 
And we moved two weeks later into our mobile home because we were building this house. And I, uh, it took almost a year to like fully heal from the breast implant illness. Like once they were out, it took a long time for the symptoms to fully go away. And most of them did. And then about a year later, it was, it was literally right after we moved into this house. Cause I remember the day we woke up to start moving stuff in, I had a UTI. I woke up at 3 a.m. I'll never forget it. I woke up at 3 a.m. in the mobile home and I was like, oh my God, I was in so much pain. I literally got up in the middle of the night, drove to Walgreens, got a bunch of fucking cranberry juice. Cause I, I was like, my doctor's not even fucking open yet. Like I've got to sit and wait this out. And it was cold that day. I remember. So I came home. I was literally like pounding cranberry juice, sitting on my vent where the heat was coming out in the mobile home and just watching TV and like crying because I was in so much pain. I was waiting for my doctor to open. So I was like, just make it three hours, three hours. They'll be open. So I got my meds and like, could be, I mean, I had just explanted two weeks prior. So I, I wasn't going to be able to like really lift stuff at all, but I was going to start moving boxes and stuff. And I really just was like, not a lot of help because then I had a UTI. When we moved in here, I that was when like, I ended up having like a, kind of a UTI back to back for almost a year. It, it may have even been a year, a year and a half, but it was like, it didn't matter what I did. I kept getting one. And this is, this is just kind of has, um, historically with me, this is what happens when I get a UTI. I feel like now I finally have the secret, which is the apple cider vinegar baking soda. Any of you guys watching ladies who, or I guess men can get them too. You, if you have a UTI issue or like you've had them or you have dealt with them, like Apple cider vinegar and baking soda have literally saved my life. Like ever since I have been implementing that, I think I've only had one infection. And that was like, like a legit, like I got it from like sex or something. But like I drink apple cider vinegar and baking soda, like literally a shot of apple cider vinegar and like a quarter teaspoon of baking soda every fucking morning. I was doing it three times a day when I couldn't get rid of the infection. And it, it went away. I even told my, my uh, uh, urologist about it and she was like, I'm going to start telling patients about this. And I'm like, please do. Because it, it, for me, it has been the only thing that helped. And one of my followers like dropped in my DMs one day and was like, have you tried this? And I was like, dude, I'll fucking go eat a bush outside. I will try anything. Are you fucking kidding me? I have that in my pantry right now. And I've spent, I don't know, $1,000 on Eucora and supplements that don't fucking help. And that has been my lifesaver. I do it every single day. I do it. If we have sex, I immediately get up and drink apple cider vinegar and baking soda. It is something about the pH in the baking soda um, or the, um, something in the baking soda balances the pH in your urinary tract. And then something in the apple cider vinegar is like a good vinegar for your, I don't know. I don't care. It works. So that was another like hurdle. It was like, and I didn't even talk about my fucking back injury that I had right when I started working out after we moved in and like, I was healed up enough after my explant to start working out. I was like, yay, I'm gonna start working out. I feel good again. Nope. I had to fucking hurt my back and I was out for like fucking three months for that. Then the UTIs hit and it was non-fucking-stop for like a year. And then it was like, I kept just wanting to like, like when? When is the bell gonna toll? When am I just going to get to like feel good again? And like do the things I like to do. And like really pour myself into my work. I don't even have time. Like, a part of this has been my issue from working from home. It's been really hard because I do have a hard time. Like, like I'm like, I want to start a load of laundry. I want to get the dishes. Like, it's really hard to work from home and like fully invest all of your time into working. It's just the way it is. But 
I wouldn't trade it for anything. And now that I have my home gym out in the garage, like I do work out. Like if I feel good, I'm working out. Like I'm not skipping it. So it's not a matter of like, oh, I just need to get out of the house and go to a gym. It's just been like life nonstop. And what brought me to this point is like, you know, I mentioned in the beginning that like right before my revision, I finally, like I, I had that feeling. I had that feeling that I have not experienced for five years. And I was, that's why I was so scared to go through with the surgery, even though I knew I had to, I knew I was doing the revision. I was just like, oh my God, please don't set me. Like I'm ready to just be back. And I knew this surgery would be way less than the first one. So I was like, just fucking do it, get it done. Like you'll be good. And so since my revision, it has been non fucking stop. Like to the point where like, I literally have just been in such a pit of despair that I'm like, is this ever going to end? <laughs> like, is this ever going to fucking end? Like, I don't know. You do just like, it's like when someone, I can imagine it like someone with a chronic illness or like cancer or something like you just get so tired of like the same fucking thing and like you just want a break and for me you know this morning I just I I had a complete and utter meltdown an utter meltdown like an hour ago bawling my eyes out because Josh went to breakfast um with Luke and you know guys know Luke is like my head he's one of my coaches And he owns the Hub Gym in Broken Arrow and we're collaborating and like, we have so many like really exciting things on the horizon with for CWC and the Hub. And we have not announced anything yet because obviously this is like, we've been working on like all the backend stuff and like new membership options and in-person training and like events that we're going to start doing, like in-person events. And he was having lunch with Josh for something else. Cause they do their own separate thing business wise. And I guess it was just this moment of like, it was the culmination of everything that's happened this summer with my surgeries, my last surgery, Brent and Josh being sick, all of me being sick last week. And I was sitting on the couch and Josh called to say, I'm coming home early. Cause I didn't sleep well. And I had lunch or breakfast with Luke this morning and we were talking about you. And Luke had said, I can't figure it out. I can't figure Caroline out quite yet. Like, I don't think she realizes her potential. I don't think like, is it that she's like deep down there's something holding her back, like from being super, super like successful and like, and not that I don't feel like I'm successful, but like, he was like, I just feel like this can go. And I, Luke is such a cheerleader. Like Luke and I have such a longstanding um, friendship that like now that we've circled back around and where we're at right now with what we're getting ready to launch with the collaboration, like I do have a really strong gut feeling that it's going to be so big. And I know it. It's not even like I think. It's like I know it's going to be big. that he, it's like, you don't want to tell someone like your worst fears. And so when he said that to Josh and Josh was relaying that to me about like, does she, like, it's something like, it's something like, does she really not 
want to be this or she doesn't want that like amount of success is that's what is that what is holding her back like I can't figure it out like she has so much potential and I was like that is so not it like to me and I got really upset not like upset at anyone I was just upset at the notion of it was like the whole last five years like hit me in the face and I was like that is not what this is like I want to pour myself into my work again I want to work out I want to start doing these things and I get that there's a level of well anyone can do whatever they want right? Like, stop fucking complaining. Get up and do it. Like, if you really want to do it, you'll do it. And if there's anyone who knows that that's true, it's fucking me. I, I, I competed in a show. I did all of this fucking shit for years that I never had ever been able to do before. And I did it all by myself. And so somewhere in there, I found whatever it was, that discipline. And I did it. I've done it. When I started this business, I didn't want to do it that way. I th- The whole point in starting CWC was I want to do it my fucking way. I don't want to fucking eat chicken and rice every day just to have shoulder caps. And I know that you don't have to fucking eat chicken and rice every day to have shoulder caps. Like I knew enough and like I've done enough since then even starting my business and like getting all the certifications and going through like nutrition schooling and like learning, like, I mean, I working out, doing the fucking NASM, I know the gig. I have all the answers. I have them all at my disposal. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I have the fucking playbook. But it's like having it is, has not been enough. My body has literally not been cooperating enough to where I've been able to physically implement what I know works. That's been the most frustrating thing. I can imagine it's probably, I'm not going to compare it, but I mean, in my mind, I kind of have been comparing it to like, I wonder if this is what it's like when you're 90. Like, I'm sure you still, like people when they get older, they're like, I still feel young. I still want to do things. I just can't because like my back fucking hurts and my knees fucking hurt. And if I step wrong, I fucking throw a rib out. Like it's like that. It's like I can imagine it's like you want so bad to do certain things, but you just have to honor that like you just fucking can't sometimes. And that is not a fucking excuse. Like your body not fucking cooperating is not an excuse or sorry, it is. Oh my God, my brain. It is an excuse. It's not not an excuse is what I meant to say. So, you know, I've talked about this in depth that I have so many clients with autoimmune disorders, or maybe they don't have an autoimmune disorder. They have a hormone imbalance, or maybe they have neither, but they're just not making progress. Like something's off, like synergistically or whatever, something's off. And they're working, they're doing the work, but it, like, it's not, it's not coming. And that can be so frustrating. But I'll tell you this, 
the most frustrating thing I have experienced since I started doing this has been wanting to do things, wanting to work out, to feel good, wanting to work out because it benefits my mental health, wanting to work out because it makes my body look a way that I feel sexy and confident. Then that trickles into everything else. Like when I get my workout in, I automatically just make better choices with what I'm eating because then I'm like, I want to work out tomorrow. Not going to have a cocktail tonight. That's going to make me feel like fucking shit. I want to work out tomorrow and get a good workout in. So I'm going to eat better tonight. I'm going to drink more water. It's a trickle effect once, for me at least, once I start like getting really um, active in the gym in a routine. But it's not just that. Like I've said, I have all of this. I've got the fucking playbook and I know what to do. And I have all the answers for the first time. And guess what? I've created a program that I get to do it my fucking way. So I don't have to eat chicken and rice anymore. I don't have to follow someone else's bro diet. I can eat whatever the fuck I want and I can work out and I can get the body I want and I can feel good doing it. So like the most frustrating thing has been physically and mentally not being able to do it. And it's been quite frankly, out of my realm of control on and off for five years. That has been the most difficult thing. And when I say difficult, like some days it's just frustrating and I'm like, eh, I didn't get to work out today. No big deal. You know, whatever the reasoning was, too tired, didn't recover properly from the workout before, whatever. But there are days where it is just like, it's enough. Like, I don't feel like I've had any chance to form any fucking semblance of a routine for five years now. And that's where I just like, what's the point? Like, why am I still trying? What does it matter? And I know at the end of the day, like, what, what are my other options, right? Like, what, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm going to wake up every day and like put one foot in front of the other. Cause what are my other options? But it's just really hard because I know that it's not a matter of like me not thinking I'm deserving of something or it's not me holding myself back. Part of it is yes, mentally, but ultimately a lot of it has been, I want to say out of my control with these physical ailments and shit that I've been dealing with. And then like the surgery and stuff like that, like those are all like things that kind of put you back a little bit. Like when I have a client who's like, oh God, I have the surgery. I don't want it to like, it's going to interrupt my routine with working out. I don't want that, but you have to do it. And then you're down for a little bit. Then you get right back. I don't feel like I've had the chance for five fucking years to just get right back. And it's like, I'll get like a tiny little taste of it and then it gets pulled away. And I don't know like, the divine reasoning for all of this, I don't like, it's just like at this point, it just seems like a sick fucking joke. Like, and I don't ever want to be like, a, like I always feel like I'm being a downer now. Like when I do these podcasts and when I like make posts, like it's really like, I am like scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel within myself to try to have something to say that's uplifting and motivating, if I'm being honest. Like, I literally feel like I'm on the floor with a fucking, like, box cutter scraping at, like, 
come on, Caroline, you've got, you've got something in there. (laughs) You've got something uplifting to tell these people and to keep them going. And all in all, like, I know that ultimately that's not what it's about constantly being uplifting and like that fake motivation, which is not fake, but like, I don't know. I I don't, I also don't want to skip over the opportunities to really sit down and talk about the things I'm actually going through because that's, you know, this podcast did not really start like this. It started as like, I was doing live videos and motivating people. And my coach was like, Oh my God, you need a podcast because it's really hard to find your videos. When I want to look for something that you were talking about, I don't, it's really like, I mean, there's thousands of live videos in the Facebook group that I used to do all the time. And she was like, I feel like it would be so much more efficient to have a podcast. Cause then you could like categorize everything. And I was like, you're right. So, you know, the podcast is something that I this is something I really enjoy doing because not only is it a, is it allowing me to put the content out there, whatever it is, and then have it like in one spot for everyone to access like, oh, where was the breast implant illness episode? Where was the episode she did with Claire Crawley or Tamara or the surgeon or, uh, you know, it's easy to dialogue everything or catalog, uh, catalog everything. But this podcast is also for me. Because sitting down and talking about the stuff that I'm going through is actually super fucking cathartic for for me. And saying out loud these things, that is, it's me processing them. And for a long time, I never processed anything I was going through. I just shut down. Like, that's all I knew how to do. And that didn't do any good. And like, to be honest, the fact that I was able to even cry this morning was pretty like, shocking because I just, I don't like, I don't cry. Um, but I just, I'm tired of feeling like unless my job is performing here, unless I have a hundred clients on my roster and I'm working out Monday through Friday, lifting and eating a certain way and getting enough protein and drinking all my water and being the perfect mom and being the perfect wife and making sure everyone is good, including me, I feel like I'm a failure. I feel like I'm completely worthless. Like, I don't know if that will ever go away. I don't, I really don't. Like, I just, that is the biggest struggle that I have because I feel like I do. I feel like I'm not doing enough. If everything isn't up here, I feel like I'm not doing enough. None of it matters unless it's up here. And it's fucking exhausting. It's really exhausting. And I, to be honest, since 2020, I don't know when I see people like grinding and hustling and like, just like continuously having this motivation. Like, I just don't know where they get it. I don't, I really don't. Um, and then there are times that that makes me very, very angry because I'm like, that was me. And I had that once and, and I was able to like help other people because I had all of that, like momentum and like, you can do it too. I'm doing it. Look. And like, now I'm like, 
what 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 do I what do I have to offer? Like, and I know that sounds really stupid. This is a very like vulnerable moment. I don't like getting. I I hate talking about this stuff, but I know deep down that I am not the only person that goes through moments like this. I know that there's thousands of other people, not just women, who also like have that feeling of like you just want to be a certain way. You want your life to be a certain way. You want a routine. You want to do things. And when you can't, like, can't do them, it is very different from, like, you choosing not to do something. It's like when you just physically or mentally are unable to do things, it's very, very hard. And it's just, it's frustrating, ultimately, a lot of the time. So I'm not going to end this episode on, like, a poor me note, which I know this is not like a poor, I'm just like having, this is PMS too. Like I said, um, I'm not going to allow all of these things, everything that's kind of compiled over the past five years to keep me down. I mean, sometimes, some days I do, but I just, in my like body, I'm like, I am due to feel better. I am due to be better and like be able to do, do the things that I really want to do to feel good about myself, to function better as a parent, to function better as a person. And like, I I just, I know those things that I need and I will get there. Um, a lot of it, I know this sounds really silly, but like a lot of that came when I saw Grace a month or so ago. I, I, that was the first time in a very, very long time that I felt hope for like, oh my God, she is actually going to be able to help my body get back to where it needs to be truthfully. And it's, and it wasn't even like, oh man, I'm really hopeful. It was like, no, this is like what, this is what I needed to do. Um, because my fucking shit was like so out of whack with my spinal cord. And it was from that neck injury, which started all of this back in 2018. That's what started this whole fucking train of a mess. And so when she told me that like my spinal cord, whatever, where it hooks in was like rotated and it was like not hooked in properly, then she like fixed it. That was when I started feeling like fucking amazing. So I'm, that's what I need to hang on to right now because I know deep down that I had to have this revision surgery. I had to get through that. And then obviously like everything that's transpired since has been an absolute and utter fucking shit show of epic proportions. Like now that we are fucking past all of that, I do like even last night was the first night I was able to breathe. Like I, I, I was able to breathe after my revision and I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And I breathed for like four days And then I got sick and I was like, damn it. But like, I've been doing the sinus rinse, which is like, I never, I would never do this before. I was like, I will never do a sinus rinse. I'm so scared to like, that the bottle won't be clean or like how it's going to feel. People say it feels like you're drowning. I will never do it. And then when I got my surgery, my ENT was like, you have to do these twice a day for a very long time. Like you better get used to it. So I just kind of started doing it. You should have seen me the first time, like huffing and puffing like I was a baby and I was crying. It was awful. But I've now like 
those are like my life source now. Like that's the only thing that has been getting me through this sinus infection. Cause like, you'll feel really stuffed up. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to do my sinus rinse. And then I'll do my rinse and see all the shit come out. And it is so disgusting, but it is so fucking satisfying at the same time. Cause then you can breathe like, and then you see all that stuff. I'm like, every time I've ever had a sinus infection and I've not done this, like that stuff is just sitting in my face. Like, and then I'm swallowing it. Like, ugh. it's like, it's, I'm like oddly addicted to these sinus rinses now. And, um, but last night was the first night where I felt re- like full relief. Like I was doing them this past week and like I'd, st- I would do them and it would clear it out, but I'd still feel kind of stuff. Like there was stuff in there cause there was. And last night I was like, <sighs> like, do you hear that? That's like, I'm breathing through my nostrils, both of them unobstructed. I'm a little sniffly because I was crying right before I filmed this, but I'm honestly shocked that I did not. I really was like, I'm going to burst into tears in the middle of filming this fucking podcast, which whatever, but I didn't. So I'm really happy that I filmed it. I was literally texting Courtney right before and I was like, Hey, I'm not going to film a podcast today. Josh is coming home early. I'm not going to have time. Like skip it again this week. And she was like, okay, feel better or tell Josh to feel better. And then like five minutes later, I texted him because I really wanted to film. And I was like, do you, do I at least have like an hour? Like I really want to film. And he was like, you have more than an hour. I got held up at this meeting. It's gonna be like minimum of two hours. And I was like, yes, I can film. So there you go. And just to like end this, you guys, I really like am so fucking excited for the stuff that Luke and I are launching, you will find out hopefully very soon, like either this week or next week. Um, but we have new memberships available that are already on the website. So if you want to go look at them, they are available. Like you could actually go sign up. I just haven't launched it. Like I haven't talked about it yet. So I'll talk about it here. And then for those of you who watch this entire episode, that is your treat for making it all the way to the end of my rambling. It's on the website right now. It's an in. We are now offering not only virtual memberships, but we are now also offering an in-person membership, which is fucking huge. We have not been able. We just haven't had the ability to do this until now with collaborating with Luke and the Hub because that's what they do. They have personal trainers there, and so it's really exciting because I can't tell you how many times over the past five years we have clients all the time that are like, "I really wish you guys did personal training. I really wish you did in-person stuff." Now we are going to be able to offer that. And it's huge. We have, now you can get a personal trainer too and also do this, like it's going to work synergistically with the CWC coaching. So it's just, it's fucking great. And um, we're also going to be doing like once a month in-person events. And I know a lot of you guys love doing the in-person events. We're going to basically run you through a workout and then do like a Q&A after and just like hang out. So um, it's gonna be fun. And once, you know, I'm, I'm so excited to like talk about it like launch it on Instagram, Facebook, all the socials and everything. But you guys heard it here first. If you made it through this entire episode, bless your hearts, listening to me ramble for this long. But um, there's a lot of good things coming. And I know that. And I am hopeful. I it, It's just the past two weeks have really like made me <laughs> go into psycho mode with it. But now that I'm like, back in my zone of like, no, we're just going to continue. Like, what do you have? What is the other option? Like, I can't, I can't stop. Like, I have to just keep moving. Like, I cannot stop. Stopping is actually not good. So 
sometimes stopping is good. But I've stopped enough. I fucking stopped enough over the past five years. I'm fucking done stopping. So that's it. If you guys have questions about anything, let me know. Uh, my DMs are always open. If you guys uh, are going through something where you feel like you've just not been able to catch a motherfucking break, like hopefully this episode helped in some way, shape or form. So that's it. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for checking out the CWC podcast. If you want to learn more about our community, make sure to check out the show notes.